In the scripture we read from the verse 10, the scripture says that Jesus Christ, having ministered, decided to go and have a private time at the theater. And uh, he went there to have a private time. The scripture says that in that private time that he wanted to have, people heard of the fact that he has come into town. And when they heard that he came into town, they all journeyed.
And moreover, the place was isolated from town. So Jesus, let the people go so we can be able to find a way to feed on this few unlimited provision. But Jesus saw an opportunity to be able to do profitable new things to the Lord. So he did a miracle, a new miracle that has not been performed before. Not on earth, not in life. I want you to get this. For you to do anything that will be profitable to the Lord, it must comply with these four criteria. Anything that the Lord will give unto you, that will do with you, it must comply with these four criteria. Number one, it must please the Lord. It must please the Lord. All the other three things will be of unnecessity or it will be not necessary if the number one is not complied with. Whatever the Lord will do with you, in you, for you, number one must please the Lord. Whatever miracle you will do, whatever healing, whatever prophecy you will ever give, whatever prayer you ever make to anyone, number one, it must please the Lord. Number two, it must draw you closer to God. It must draw you closer to God. Number three, it must impact lives. It must impact lives. It must impact lives. Either win souls, either develop the life, either establish these people. But whatever you do, it must impact lives. And then number four, whatever it is, must multiply. The Lord hates stagnation with passion. The Lord hates barrenness with passion. So anything the Lord gives you to do, it must multiply. Oh my goodness. So when Jesus met these people and they were hungry, even after he has ministered to them, he thought it wise to do what will please the Father and not what will please his disciples. So even though the disciples would have been pleased if Jesus had left the people to go and find food for themselves, Jesus knew that his father would not be pleased with him. So he needed to do something, even though they didn't have enough funds with them. And even if they had enough funds with them, the location where they can go and buy the food is isolated from where they are. Scripture says the place that they are is barren. In other words, there are no trees. There is not even water there. There is nothing over there that they can even find there to eat. The place was barren. By in that barrenness, he saw an opportunity to be able to do profitable things to God. There are many things we have done as youth, as adults, as children, that never became profitable to the Lord. Even your education must be profitable to God. Now many times we walk on campus and we're saying this thing we are even doing, this course we are even doing, we won't even use our certificate. But then, was our education profitable to the Lord or not profitable to the Lord? When Jesus decided to be able to do this miracle and not let the people go, then and then he began to please the Father. Secondly, he decided to get closer to the Father to know the mind of the Father concerning the situation. 
he began to operate by the wisdom of the Father and not the wisdom of men. So the first one was being that pleased the Father. What was the mind of the Father concerning the situation? Concerning the hunger of the people. And then he began to get closer to the Father to know his wisdom and operate by the wisdom of the Father. Contrary to the wisdom of the disciples. And then number three, what he did was he made sure whatever miracle he performed impacted the people. The people were hungry, he fed them, they became food, they became satisfied. And even in scripture says that they were eating surplus food. The people were impacted, they were fed. It didn't end there, not physical impartation at all. There was a spiritual impartation. By the miracles they saw, their faith was being built up. Because for what they have seen or they have known by the rabbis, by the scribes, by the teachers of the of, of, of this of, of, of the scribe of the scroll, they have never seen such miracles before. So for them to have seen Jesus multiply bread and fishes, they asked themselves, which kind of God is this? Their faith began to build up and say, if this is possible, then God, with all with God, all things are possible. Their faith was built up. They began to be impacted by their faith. By just a miracle Jesus performed. In the end there, the bread was multiplied. Whatever the Lord gives you, no matter how little, it must multiply. That is why he, God himself, says that we should not despise little beginning. All scriptures are given by the inspiration of the Lord. Whoever might have written it was still inspired by the Lord. Never despise little beginnings. So no matter how little the fishes was or the bread was, Jesus never despised what was in the hand of that disciple, of that person. He multiplied it. After that multiplication also, there was a multiplication of the fame of God. Because even now on earth, even though people think that there is God, not everyone knows that there is God. Not everyone even knows about Jesus, even in our present age. So by that miracle, the name of the Lord spread because everyone went to their homes and began to speak about that miracle that took place. We met a man that multiplied bread and fishes. There was multiplication of that testimony and the fame of the Lord spread. So number one, what Jesus did please the Lord. Number two, what he did drew him closer to the Father to know the heart beat of the Father. Number four, the people were impacted. Number five, whatever he did, multiplied. He did not stay there. What he saw in the hands of the people did not stay in the hands the same way. It multiplied. Whatever the Lord gives you, whatever the Lord is doing in you, is doing for you, and is doing with you, it must meet these four criteria. If not, it is not profitable to the Father. If the makeup you are doing as a business doesn't meet the four criteria, it is not profitable to the Father. If the Christmas or Easter or birthday giving you are given, it doesn't meet these four criteria, it is not profitable to the Father and you will not be rewarded for it. There are many times that we have given and then that giving we have given has become wasted. 
and we never had any profit from it. There are many seeds we have sown that never germinated, not because the seed we gave was wrong, but because it did not meet the four criteria. There are many business we might have started that perhaps did not produce the results we expected them to produce simply because it did not profit the Lord. The fourth criteria. It must please the Father. It must get you closer to the Father. It must impact lives. And then it must multiply. If it is your ministry, it must meet the fourth criteria. If it is your marriage, your home, it must meet the fourth criteria. If it is your finance, it must meet the fourth criteria. If it's your education, it must meet the fourth criteria. If it is your travel, it must meet the fourth criteria. No matter whatever the plans is, it must meet the fourth criteria. If not, it is unprofitable to the Father. Whatever vision you have laid down for yourself, whatever target you have given yourself, it must meet this fourth criteria. If not, you are just beating the head. And he will say, depart from me, for I knew you not. Hallelujah. So there are even some rich people who are even able to escape the payment of tax. Simply because of their charitable deeds. Let me say this. So for instance, uh, Jeff Bezos, Max Zuckerberg, they, all these people are able to escape some level of tax. Dan Gote, name them. Uh, that's fine. Name all the people you know who are rich in the world. By their act of giving to the country, to a nation, to a government, they are able to exempt themselves from the payment of certain taxes. Yes, okay. Why do you even think that there are even companies who perform the CSR, corporate social responsibilities? It's not because it is expected of them, but also for them to be able to ex escape certain level of tax. The government exempts you as one who is rich or has substance simply by the impact you are able to make in the country on the people. So you will think that all these people have scholarship scheme, what they have. Uh, Food, 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 SDG plans and what have you to Africa and all that. They, they, they are sponsoring vaccination. They are not doing all those things for doing sake. They are equally doing them for them to be able to escape tax payment. So if a country or a government can be able to make people escape certain legal responsibilities of an individual simply because of their charitable deeds, how much more God? What can God make you escape by your profitability to Him, to people, to the nation? Scripture says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 19, verse 17, it says that he that lends to the Father, he that gives to the poor lends to the Father. In other words, if I do anyone good, God owes me. And there are people who say, God does not owe you anything. It's a lie. God sometimes owes us when we do good that pleases Him. So if men can exempt us from the payment of tax in a nation 
simply by us doing good to another people, how much more God? What can God exempt you from? If your giving is profitable to him, if your actions are profitable to him, what can God bring into your life? What can God make you make you enjoy? What honesty can God make you enjoy if you are being profitable to him? I am. So if my giving is profitable to the Lord, I am able to owe God, or God is able to owe me, sorry. So if I'm giving Minister Esther money as a support, food as a support, clothing as a support, I may think I am giving to Minister Esther, but what I'm doing is I'm giving to the Father. He said, I was in the prison, you did not visit me. I was hungry, you did not feed me. I was naked, you did not clothe me. And I said, Father, but it wasn't you in the prison. That person in the prison was the representative of the Father. That person naked on the street was a representative of the Father. That person is hungry is a representative of the Father. I know there are many people on this end who have made that thing a, a profession. But then that is why we have an ability to be able to discern from what is of God and what is not of God. There are things that we must do that we must make sure all these things are profitable to the Father. So the business that you are involved in, ask yourself if it is profitable to the Father. Your plans that you have in your mind, ask yourself if it is really profitable to the Father. Some of you don't even know that what you're doing, whether it pleases the Father or not. Some of you don't even know. You don't even know if, if it is God who has asked you to do what you are doing. Yeah, this is because it's our idea. Because everyone is doing so much, let me do it. Yes, your marriage profitable to the father, or is it going to be profitable to the father? The children you will give back to, or you are giving back to, are they profitable to the father? Or you just give back to kids and then you don't come to their world and say, Mama, I want to draw, I can draw, so I want to do this course. And you equally allow them to do those costs. Like the mistakes of the the parent of Samson. They did not tell him the kind of wife to marry. Until he found someone and they said that now this person, the Lord says you can marry someone from this place. When you're somebody falling in love. One day someone asked me, so Bishop. If two people are in love and they want to marry and their family members, their parents are against you, the parents they do not allow them to marry. Can they go ahead and marry? Will it work? What do you think? You and I are in love. We want to marry. And our parents say no. Will it work? Will the marriage work? Don't be quick to answer those kind of questions. 
Look at the two people in both tests and ask yourself, what is the will of God in that? Because if that love must please God, if it's not the will of God, no matter whatever they do, it will still not please God. He says that you are of your father, the devil. He is the father of all life. So, if these people are accursed of the Lord, no matter the number of children they give birth to, the Lord calls them the accursed. The Lord calls them the serpent, the children of the serpent. So they may give birth, but those children will not be a blessing to the father. Yet they have given birth, and we will say every child is a blessing from the father. Is this is it really true? But every baby is a blessing from the father. Is it really true? When the Lord says that Cain has been cursed and a mark has been placed upon him, and no one has the right to be able to touch him, for he that will touch Cain has touched the Lord, and the Lord himself will fight him. Only the Lord will decide to kill Cain when he wants to kill. No one can kill Cain. If you kill Cain, you have killed the father. Yet God has an issue with Cain. Is Cain a blessing? Or is not a blessing? You are answering your head. Yet you are not even sure. Oh my goodness. Don't be quick to answer such questions until you know the will of the Father. I will be the last person to tell you to go marry when your parents are not in support. But then again, I will be the first person to tell you to go marry when the Lord is in support. Understand my question, my, my, my answers very well. If the Lord is in support, if it is the will of the Lord, I will be the first person to tell you, go ahead. But if the Lord is not in support, and your parents are equally not in support, I will tell you, don't go ahead. But if your parents are not in support, and the Lord is in support, if we go ahead, they have no choice but to support. Do you understand this? The heart of men are in the hands of God. God can move it to and through. This marriage must meet the fourth criteria. And anyone who stands in the way against that marriage, the Lord himself will fight such a person. Because they are against the profitability of the new things of God on earth. So, just this morning I received a testimony. We, we, we were praying about something. I was praying with someone, someone had a case, one of my kids had a case, and we were praying. And the case is that this person has given birth, and uh, the family members of the lady says, I'm not going to allow this guy uh, name the baby uh, with his surname. And he had already proposed a Wednesday for the naming ceremony to name the kid according to the lady's family surname. I was like, no, this is not right. No matter how the baby came out, let's check first. If you, both of you are the will of God, let's check first. We check. They are for God. You know, God is inside. That means I will. So, so, okay, fine, we can go. So, when is the Thursday, Friday? We're fasting, we're praying online, praying. We're praying, we're praying, we're praying. And I gave them what God would do, which I can't mention, so I don't think any of you any, any clue. Now, I told them what God would do. So, when we began to pray, they even decided to even have the naming ceremony on the day they had already planned. And as I speak to you this morning, after the fasting ended on Friday, this morning, they had a meeting. 
Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and then this morning they have named the baby according to the same name of the guy. And the person who texted me was like, Papa, my parents are from their place here. They are very angry. I said, it doesn't matter what matters, the baby has already been named. Let's move to the next stage. If they have frowned, they have not frowned, they have already given the child the name of the father. You see, they are angry, but the will of God has been established. Do you get it here? So even naming has to come from the will of God. You can't just stand up and choose a name for your child because you are born into the internet. And you are taking the name of your child. You hear someone's name, it is nice, so you want to name your child. Does it please the father? Would it be profitable to the baby? Would it be profitable to the baby? To his destiny. Is that a name you must give to a child based on its destiny? Some of you already have some nice things in your mind. I'll name my child like this. If you are doing this, I'll give them this. Is that the name the father wants you to name the children? Because names equally have effect on us. I want you to get this. If the baby is not the will of God, if their union is not the will of God, no matter how we fast and pray, that thing will not happen. Do you get it? They want to name the baby. You see, it is not normal for people to have decided that they are going to name the baby after the latest family name. And because we started fasting and praying, they changed that day. And when the fasting ended, the next day they had a meeting. One of the prayers we prayed, scripture said, and then I will send you Elijah. He shall turn the heart of the fathers to the heart of the children. And the heart of the children to the heart of the fathers. And I said, there will be a reconciliation. We were leading prayers on Friday night, we said, God himself could have come down to solve the issue. But he sent his servant, the prophet Elijah. God had trust in Elijah. That if he, if he God doesn't come, Elijah can do the work. God has trust in me. But even if he doesn't come in that issue, I can do the work. Oh yeah. The work has been done. It was easily done because of the will of God in it. And whatever was done there was profitable to the Father, even though it might not be profitable to men. Whatever you are doing, I want you to just scan your mind, your business, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your school, your job. Is it profitable to the Father? Your career, how profitable is it to the Father? Scan your mind and be sincere to yourself. See, do not lie to yourself, be sincere to yourself. If you are sincere, then you can be able to make changes. Does it please the Father? Does it get you closer to the Father or takes you away from the Father? Does it impact lives? Will it multiply? Our senior shared a testimony last week. 
She had a job and will pay her 1,000 euros. More than 10 cases. But then, it is not going to please the father. It's not going to be profitable to the father because whatever she was going to do has an involvement in managing working artists and working programs. So as a result of that, though the pay will be lucrative, that work will not be profitable to the father and the father had to let her reject that appointment. Even after going for interviews, see, why did the father say they don't go for the interview? He made you go for the interview first. Make you know the details of the appointment. Know your salary. Know what your job will be. And then he tells you, no. To be pursued. Testimony from God. Come and give testimony on Sunday. And God will watch you and love. The book of Mark chapter 4, the verse 1 to the verse 2. Alright, 
Second of all, the second criteria, it must get closer to the Father. Even a tree gets closer to the Father. How much more you? I'll teach you how. For a tree of that caliber to be able to be fat or big and be able to withstand storm and other things, it must have its roots go out. It must have its roots go deep into the soil to be able to draw the necessary nutrients to grow that pig. The moment the seed is planted and begins to develop roots going down into the soil, wherever it may travel to, that is the tree getting closer to the Father. Why? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And everything made by God carries the Spirit of God. Are we here? Are we here? Everything made by God carries the Spirit of God. That is why I taught you on the basis that God can speak through things. Because everything carries the Spirit of God. So a soil may be like a soil to you, but it carries the Spirit of God. That is how Jesus was able to pick up the soil, lay it upon the eyes of the blind man, and it can be able to even cause healing. Are we here? Are we here? So that soil even contains the Spirit of God. And the tree, its roots, growing deeper, having access to the Spirit of the Father, we may even call it on earth nutrients. 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 is beginning to grow up. It establishes itself as a master seed, growing big. It establishes itself as the biggest tree on earth. As small as it is. Then the third criteria, it must impact lives. Is that we get a large number of herbs from this tree, herbs, medicine from this tree. The tree is even impacting lives. The tree is not a man, but it is already impacting lives. It is impacting lives. Then the birds are able to make their nest on this tree. Is impacting lives. So the herbs are able to impact animals, are able to impact human beings. But a tree, its branches are able to impact the lives of animals. Who has your life impacted? Let's even talk, let's not go far. Let's talk about your family, your nuclear family. How has your life impacted your nuclear family? And in that impartation, is it profitable to the father? Was the father pleased about that impartation? How has your life impacted your parents? One lady met me, I was saying that Papa, my father is loving me. Every day he says I should do this, every day he says I should do this. Even car that you wash, you call me to come and wash the car. That is the guy's job, not the lady's job. I taught her what she needs to do. But then the question is, if she refuses to wash the car because she feels it is a guy's job, is, he, is she pleasing the father or not pleasing the father? Because there are guys in the house who come to that job. And yet, 
the father decides to still call the lady to come and do that job. Not because there is no money in the house to do that job. The father's leg is on the table, crossed, and you are in the kitchen cooking. The father calls you to come and bring the remotes to you. As human as we are, we will get irritated. But that's our actions please the father, or it does otherwise to the father. Trees are able to impact. Trees are able to get closer to the father. Trees are able to please the father. How much more you? It again says the fourth criteria multiplies. It branches, multiplies. It branches, spreads. In the scripture it says it. So he meant the fourth criteria as a tree. As a tree. You as a person. And angels will ask them, who is man that you are mindful of? Who has your life impacted? What you are doing, has it multiplied? Does it please the Father? Does it get you closer to the Father? Or it takes you to the world? You know, the fig tree was cursed simply because it missed three major criteria, yet it was doing one major criteria. So if you find your life doing at least two, and you think, oh, at least maybe two, no, it's okay, so maybe, no. If you get a two right and you get another two wrong, it is disqualified. All four must be marked correct. Tell someone all four must be marked correct. So listen, if you get two right and two is wrong, doesn't please the father, it's not profitable to him. If two is wrong, all wrong. If three is right and one wrong, all is wrong. This is qualified. You don't think this three of our four, so at least you'll get B plus. No, that's why people like that. It's A. It is either A or nothing. The fig tree was a tree who, which was supposed to be bearing fruit for men to feed on. So it was first a seed growing. Each root was supposed to get deeper into the soil and also have nutrients to feed on. Aside the sunlight and everything. But it was unable to get closer to the soil of the father in the soil. To get the necessary nutrients to bear fruits. But then men could be able to sit under this fig tree and find shelter. They have shade. So this tree was helping people, it was impacting lives. But the impartation of the life the tree was doing did not please the Father. So when Jesus went to the tree and it was not bearing fruit, its primary duty is to bear fruit, not to give shelter. What the father was looking for was not the leaves. The leaves are the secondaries of the tree. But the fruit are the major aspects of the tree for it to be able to multiply. But it is better to grow leaves than to grow fruits. Since we must bear fruit that will remain. The fruit did not come out, but there were more leaves that were giving shelter to men. So 
It did not please the Father, yet it was impacting lives. It did not multiply. So it had one correct and three wrong, meaning all are wrong. Are you here? It's not each root getting more close to the Father, it was just there. Not drawing anything from the Father. Like how some of you who only come to church and just be there. Not draw anything from the service. Brother, you're not lively, you're just watching me anyhow. When we close service, you'll be more lively than anyone. Don't go say about the first class or not. I was finished sleeping the service. But when I finish the service, when we finish the service now, I, I can't find a sleep anymore. You know yourself, you're watching yourself, you know. <laughs> Don't be like a fig tree. That was in the presence of the Father and was unable to draw nutrients that would enable it to produce its primary responsibility of bearing fruits. So we come to church, we are prayed for every time, we declare the week every time, and yet only you will not come back with testimony. Only you will not share testimony in hell. Where is your testimony? When will you stand here and share your testimony of multiplication? Your testimony of getting closer to the Father and drawing nutrients. Your testimony of being able to impact lives. Some of you have to now start thinking about employing people, helping people, training people, teaching people. What has your life done to others? What has your life done to your nuclear family, to your extended family, to your friends around you? To your pastor, to your citizens seated by you. How? How has it impacted? The fig tree could not impact. It not multiply. Only giving shape. And the father turned to that tree and cast it. So the branch that has not produced fruit. I will prune. He cuts it off. God can cut you off because you're not meeting the four criteria. Yet you'll be living on earth. Yet you'll be jumping and clapping your hands in church. Yet God has cut you off. You may be given in church. I told you the other day about excellent offerings. That there are times that your offering can be received in the church, but it doesn't mean that God has received your offering. Excellent offerings. Excellent offerings. If you have an issue with someone and you are coming to give, leave the offering on the altar. Go and go settle the matter and come back again. So if you go and settle the matter, that offering is not accepted, but it's on the altar. So that offering you have given is not profitable. To the Father, yet it's on the altar. The church has received it, the church has counted it. It may be profitable to the church or not to the Father. So the church can have, let's say the church is counting 20k, church is counting it. Yet as the church is counting, God has counted 5k out that this one is not profitable. It is still in the account of the church. Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> It may sound like a joke, but that's what happens in the realms of the spirit. And that's why some people will sow and receive, and others will sow and not receive anything. Yet we all sow the same amount. We all came out. The man of God prayed for us all. 
going for one announcement and so they can also see that you are giving some. So like some guy, some girl will also buy you and say, this guy get money, make I go to one. You dress nicely to come to church, to come and show them that you know the rest. Not because of the father. You want to come and show someone that you dress. If that person doesn't come to church, then you, your face is on way. The reason why you even dress, the face is not there. Yeah. It does happen. It does happen. It does happen. Or maybe this week, someone dressed very nicely. You say this one, next week, my tone. Next week, you go to church, the person not in church. So that even that dressing now has lost its motive or its focus already. And it's not profitable then to the father. We are coming to church. Look good for the father. You are coming to your father's house. The kingdom is a palace. It's a castle. Come on. We are in a castle here. It depends on your eyes. I've seen the castle. I don't know what I've seen. <laughs> I'm in the chamber of the castle. I don't know what you are seeing. The better picture that I have a picture in the side of the picture will be profitable. So when you're coming to the presence of the Father, even your dressing must please Him. Your dressing should not make you want to sit at the back seat.
So numbers play a major role at a time when it comes to battle or comes to war. But the Lord wanted to teach Gideon a much better way. And he began to teach him strategy, the way to use strategy than numbers to win a battle. Alright. Did it please the father that Gideon went to war? Did Gideon's action draw him closer to the father? Did he impact lives? He went to war, people died. Did he impact lives? Now, number three, did he multiply? We see that. Number one, it pleased the father, number one, because when Gideon heard about the war coming closer to the country, he asked the father, shall we engage? Shall we go to war? What shall we do? And the father said, you should advance. But then, cut the number of people. And at every stage, I will teach you how to cut the number. So number one, the battle Gideon was going to please the father. Are we here? So you ask the question. We said, will soldiers go to heaven? Will policemen go to heaven? Thou shalt not kill. They have killed many people in war. Would they go to heaven? It is your answer. Answer it yourself. What do you think? Thou shalt not kill or they have killed plenty of people. You see, your problem is you like to answer things straightforward and analyzing the question. They've killed. Who did they kill? Why did they kill? Take all those things. You see, that is how you will get more in from the scriptures. Don't just go straightforward about everything. Break it down, break it down. Get, if, if all the information is not provided to you, make sure you have deduced all the information from that question that is fake or general. Before you answer, don't just go straight and just go and answer anything. Alright. Gideon inquired from the father, the father said, go to the battle. But for you to be able to win this battle, go with this number. So number one, Gideon's action pleased the father. Even though he was going to kill someone, even though he was going to kill people, his actions of killing people pleased the father. Okay. So those of you who are killing people, please. Or those of you who want to kill people, <laughs> That can you always in your prayer? As <laughs> if the father, ask yourself. Number two, did it draw him closer to the father? We get to know he drew him closer to the father because he first inquired from the father and the father spoke to him. He had a relationship with the father. If he didn't have a relationship with the father, his first thought of action would not to go and inquire if he should go to battle. He would have picked men and women for the battleground, but he went to inquire. He tells us about the relationship he has with the father. Not only communicating, but he had relationship. Did he get him closer to the father? Yes, he did. At every point in time, the father was telling him how to reduce the number. Feed them this way. Give them water this way. If they drink the water this way, take these people out. He began to ask questions. Father, how do I reduce the number? They said, at a point, ask those who want to go to go. If they are afraid, let them leave. They went. He began to tell him, every step of the way, the secret of the men he was going to battle with. So he was going to battle with 32,000 people and there were a lot of 10,000 people who were scared in the battlefield. The whole end of the battle. You can't, you can't heal the sick if you are scared about that sickness. If someone has seen you post, unless you take that kind of thing out of your face and you have compassion for the person, then you, you are able to do it. Are you here? Are you here? So if you have people who are already afraid to handle something, you can't handle it. 
You have someone in the church, and they are perhaps one leg has been cut off, and God gives you instruction to pull the leg out. You will say, Father, no one has done it before. I can't do it. You are already scared. How can God use you? You say, maybe you did not hear well. Or someone has been born, and there is no one finger. And the Lord says, you can cause that finger to come out. You ask yourself, is it possible, Father? It's a sickness. Let's, let, let's leave it as a sickness. But if there is a sickness, then it means that there can be healing. There can be wholeness. This is how I think, this is how I see it. That is why I'm able to do the miracles I'm able to do by God's grace. Are you here? How do you think? So you've seen their blind eye open, so it's easy for you. What about the ones who don't have fingers? You see Quata, and God says, let everything become okay. Will you do so? Or you'll be scared. I remember when we were having one service, um, Word Miracle Workshop. Word Miracle Workshop. And I think one of the Saturday services we used to have. And the Lord gave us instruction to go to the McNair town to go and heal. Okay. As we were moving, the number was cutting down. Because we're not getting anyone to heal. We're not getting any lame person on the way. No one was in, in a wheelchair. As we're going, my member will call me, Baba, let me talk to you. I need to go and do this. But you see, <laughs> if it was church service, they would have remained till we closed. So Saturday meetings, we used to even close very late. Because we used to do a lot of prayers and prophetic. Some of the miracles that we do. So they would have stayed, no matter how late. But yet, not yet, sick people, no? I won't pass in there. And they know that maybe Papa can say, pray for this person. What if that happen? So they come and tell me, my dear, I have to go and do this. Oh, as we were going, the number was scattered. They began to leave as we were going. Why? They were getting scared. Some were getting tired. We finally got to Megillah yesterday. Where everyone is. We saw a woman. Had leg problem. Holding a walking stick. I don't remember the number of people that were left, but perhaps four, maybe including me four. Yeah, I think we went for a program to go and do something at a program, and we're having the t shirt with my face on it, and the same. You know what the people? Yeah, this picture. I don't know, but I think women four or five, I don't know, but we're very small for me. We look at the woman, the woman had a bowl, and she was begging for money. Which we didn't go to go and give you money. We came to bring you healing. We asked her the problem was she was going through. So, okay, God can do it. People were passing by. We mind. Prayed for the woman. She left her walking stick. She was free. We made her walk around. She got healed by God's grace. She was perfect. And when we were leaving, when we were leaving, we say, take this money for your transportation. Whoever brought you here. Whatever you need to do with the money, take the money. I mean, first healed her. But the major thing is, people were leaving us because we were going through something they were scared of to be part of. The same was with Gideon. He kept hearing, he kept hearing God's voice to know what to do at every stage of the journey, of the battle. But guess what? Scripture says, He reveals secret things to them that love Him and are called according to His purpose. 
You must not only be called according to his purpose, but you must allow him for him to be able to reveal secret things to you. So the secret things about the battle was revealed to Gideon about how he was going to win the battle at every step of the way. Why? He was called according to the purpose of the Lord, and then he loved the Lord. How do we know that Gideon loved the Lord? Gideon said, he that loves me, obey my commandments. So when Gideon was obeying the instructions of God at every step, we are able to establish that Gideon loved the Lord. Obedience to the word of the Lord tells us that you are able to love the Lord. Without obedience to the word of the Lord, you can't confirm to us that you love the Father. Some of you will be exclaiming, Father, I love you. Me, I love God. Oh, I love God. But when God gives you instructions, you are unable to obey. And yet you have the audacity to exclaim, I love the Lord. I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me all my days. You are lying. <laughs> yes, you love him because his mercy never fails you. What about your love because you obey him? So it has become one-sided love. When it's supposed to be two-sided and balanced love. Just like a balanced diet. When it's only one-sided, there is much of how is your relationship with the Father? Is it a Bashoko relationship or a balanced life relationship? Are you here, somebody? How is your relationship with the Father? Gideon at every step. Imagine Gideon going, when you even lift the sword, he asked the Father, Should I take out the sword and fight? When you are coming to tell me, and the Father, we should do anyway. You don't fight. You are coming to battlefield and you are dressing for battlefield. You are wearing anything at all. You didn't ask the father what you should wear. You have your own plans. You even iron it down before even Sunday. You see? You already plan your own plan without God being inside. You are a passion designer. You know, you're not, you've not even asked God what design you should make. You only have your design. You think you are creative, so you, you have creativity in you. You can just draw. But what about God having a different design for you on the paper? What about that? We should learn how to inquire. You see, we are unable to inquire from the Father and obey. That is why when we even enter the exams hall, we do C, 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 and alcohol. And you even use your name, it is that small D E S M O N D. And you start again. Did you talk? C, this one, not to see C. That is how you answer OBJ. When you don't do the answer. <laughs> Every day, the teachers will read your hand to. I know all of us have said before that the lead teachers, almost all of us, all of us at all, the lead teachers, the lead teachers, this time is weekend going. And it is funny how. Every student believed that they didn't teach them, yet they were taught. Gideon was getting close to the father by hearing the father's voice and obeying the father's voice. Doing according to what the father was saying, contrary to what the men would have wanted him to do. I said the other time that the voice of the father will not always be pleasant to you. Sometimes the voice of the father may be harsh. Sometimes it will be unpleasant. What the Father wants you to do will be unpleasant. We read in the scripture the other time that for a man to have been able to be a successful preacher, he had to marry a prostitute. 
I'm glad. How God will say that for you to be able to be a successful preacher, a successful man of God, to win more souls, you need to marry a prostitute. And yet for another, he says, marry a virgin. How? Will we obey the Father? With all the scandal around the prostitute, with all the news around the prostitute, with all the men around the prostitute, with all this, the, 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 the flesh ties that she has, which you may call so tight. How would a father say, this is the one that will please you? How can a father say, a virgin will not please you, but a prostitute will be a, a pleasing one to you? Imagine when God tells you to choose a man who likes woman. So this one is not the will of God. Or God tells you to choose a womanizer. Or a man, a woman who equally likes men. Please. This is not the word of the power. He will say that. He didn't God tell us. He said, Mama, because you didn't see well. So we saw that first the battle pleased the father. Second of all, he drew him closer to the father. Every step of the way he was asking, every step, the more he kept listening to the father, the more he kept obeying. And scripture says that the more you obey the father, the more your strength increases. Your faithfulness increases you by grace. Your obedience to the Lord increases you by grace. Are we here? That is why sometimes people say, oh, okay, experience is the best teacher. Experience is a good teacher, not the best ever. Experience is able to help because it increases you in rank, increases you in strength, increases you in knowledge. So it's a defense. Are you here? Then again, did he impact lives by his actions, by the war? Even though people were dead, yes, he saved his people. Because if he didn't go to the war and slaughter the people he slaughtered, and people did not sacrifice their lives for that, he would have had his country invaded and homes would have been wrecked. Are we here? So he impacted lives. Though some were lost. Sometimes in the impartation, there must have been a sacrifice somewhere. For you to be able to give money to someone, you have already sacrificed what you already have. So there may be sacrifice, but he doesn't negate the importance of the impact. Then the last one, did he multiply? Yes, his fame grew and grew. That people don't want to go to war with Gideon. He is the man that is able to hear God. The God will tell you what to do. Who are you going to fight such a man? How will you fight him and win? No one wanted to go to war with Gideon. Like how Thomas said, we'll build a team that no one can play, play against. He lost his job. I'm talking about a Chelsea coach who just lost his job. So we don't watch football. He was not hearing God, yet he was bored that he can build up a team that no one wants to play against. Such a person said, has lost his job. That was the kind of person that Gideon was. That he built an army that no one wants to go to war against. Why? Simply because he hears the voice of God and he obeys it. And yet we sing a song. I hear your voice and follow your spirit. You are my master. You are my Lord. Last no sadden, I make a such a way there. Or you continue. Oh yeah, go, 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 go